You know what thought I had today Hmm. about Ellie? When we go somewhere as a family, you sit in the back seat with Ellie. Yes. Because the seat that she, her car seat is behind is pushed too far forward, the passenger seat, so you can't. It's not comfortable for you. Right. So you sit in the back seat next to Ellie, which is great because we put Ellie in the car, then you get in next to her, and then we drive somewhere, and you're watching her and playing with her the whole time. Mm -hmm. But yesterday, I ran an errand with Ellie. What do you think she thinks about? Like, does she know that I'm driving the car? (laughs) I don't think so. Is she aware that when it stops moving – I'll be there to get her out. Like what? Think of how bizarre I that is. I think she assumes that you're with her until she knows that you're not. Like when we put her in her crib and we shut her door, she can see the whole room. So she knows. I don't think she thinks, oh, they're on the other side of that door. I think she thinks my dad's not here. But she knows, like, I think she can like hear you get in the car and, you know, she hears you fiddling around and doing things. So she knows that you're there. It, just think of how weird that is to, to a creature that is six months old. Yeah. Like she gets clipped into this thing in the backseat. She's facing the back. There is that mirror, you know, so I can see her face. But I don't know if she knows. Here's the, here's the better question. Yeah. What do dogs think about? When you're in the car, like, do they think that it's just a moving, um, something that moves when you sit in it? Do they know that you're driving the car? No, but that's a dog. Uh, It's still interesting. Like my question with Ellie is why wasn't she freaking out? And this isn't the first, this is the first time I've had this thought. It's not the first time I've gone somewhere solo with Ellie. I think because she's been in the car with us one of us since she was probably like a month old. Just you or just me or. Yeah. Yeah. So she just knows. Think of the confidence that my, I mean, that's a, that's a respectable amount of confidence that you get clipped into this, this machine that all of a sudden starts making noise. And then on all sides of you, there's motion and you can't see a human being that you recognize. Yeah. And then it stops somewhere and the door opens and there's one of your humans. Like that's an incredible, for for you to not freak out, that is an incredible amount of confidence. Yeah. So shout out to the six month olds who just accept that the car ride is going to end with mom or dad opening the door. You're not as fascinated by it. Oh, I thought that, I thought you were going to end it there. So I was waiting for the music to start. Oh, got it. Okay. Here's the music. The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that you and I both have fairly full tanks of gas. You're welcome for that. Yeah. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for email. One of the perks of Callie working the early morning shift at a news network is uh, a a 6 a.m. text message saying, 
hey, there might two be- Two days ago. Two, on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. There might be gas lines. Let's fill up our cars. And when I was driving home yesterday from those errands, a couple of the supermarkets had like lines down the road. I saw a picture on Instagram of Costco with like 30 plus minute waits. Yep. Told so, you. Told you. It, who'd you. Who'd you hear it from first? But it's not going to be an issue, right? I also No, it's not going to be an issue, but I knew that your gas tank was on completely empty because I like moved your car. Or, oh yeah, I moved your car when we were at my parents last weekend. Okay. And I noticed that your gas light was on um, and I didn't think that you had left the house. So I was like, hey, just a heads up. If you want to, you know- refill your tank like now would be the time because um this news is gonna you know cause some panic hit and cause some panic and um if you don't know what the news is uh there was a i don't think i don't completely understand it but it's a cyber hack somebody hacked the software and you might know better than i do so correct me if i'm wrong but a company hacked the software that runs one of the major fuel distribution pipelines. And they basically said, until you pay us so much money, we're just going to leave this off. So until they can. Is that true? Isn't that what it is? No, I thought that they just hacked into it briefly, but it interrupted the flow for like, you know, days, which is a huge deal. No, I thought it was a ransomware thing. I didn't read up. Oh, I didn't read up on it following that. I just, you know, yeah, saw the story on Monday, you know, yeah. So now I feel this is why we don't do news. Yeah, this is we're we're we are not qualified to do this. Um, so if you're concerned, if we've panicked you now, put a Google on the news story before you run out and get gas because it should be fine for us. I think the worry is more like commercial airlines and stuff like that because Delta is based in Atlanta and this impacts the East Coast. So. Um, and I think, I think that airlines are like the biggest purchaser fuel. of fuel. Like it doesn't even, it pales in comparison, I think, to what all of us buy every, you know, like combined. Yeah. Um, so I think the initial fear was the airlines, but, um, yeah. So anyways, that's why we don't talk about news on the upside. Yesterday, while I'm going to bring you a little bit behind the scenes of the upside, Yesterday, while you were listening to the show, you may have heard something kind of weird in the background that we never addressed. So I'm going to play that clip right now, and then I'm going to play the behind the scenes, and then I'll explain what happened. But this is what you heard yesterday on the show live the life that they want to live. Because, you know, maybe, maybe they just had a rough life like this guy. He was in a shelter for eight months and, you know, that's a lot. Okay. So right after Callie said this guy, you heard what sounded like knocking, mm-hmm. right? You could hear that was, that was loud and clear, right? Live the life yep. that they want to live. Cause you know, maybe, maybe they just had a rough life. Like this guy, he would. Okay. So this is what that sounded like. Not edited. That, that was the edited version of the show. This is what that sounded like, not edited. Because, you know, maybe, maybe they just had a rough life like this guy. Okay. Can we talk about what, what's going on right now? Is he dropping the food? No. Did you say drop the food? No. Oh, there was a... 
See, that's why I, I bet you just put a sign on the door that says don't ring the bell. You didn't say. Don't ring the bell. And don't but you not. better go because Ellie's sleeping. So at that point, I paused the recording and went and got my sandwich delivery from the front door where I had placed a note. Rookie move. That said, do not ring bell. Now, Jeff was blaming the delivery person. I am blaming Jeff because when I put a note on the, when, here's the thing, we're not. Isn't it common we don't sense? Stop, no, I don't think that it is, which is why I put it on my note. But. So your note says, do not ring bell or knock. Yeah. I said, leaving it on, leave on the, leave all deliveries at the front door. Thank you. Well, where does it end? Do not ring bell. Do not knock. Do not scratch like a cat. No, it's just the ringing and the knocking thing. Do not jingle handle. Okay. No, you, I think are in the wrong on this one. And I think the thing is, if you didn't knock, then people I'm sure have called and said, well, nobody told me that the groceries were here. Case in point, I had groceries from Kroger delivered. What was it like? Sunday, Saturday, mm, Sunday, and they didn't knock because I said specifically don't knock. And then I forgot to check the front door. So we had to throw out like our chicken and stuff like that. Cause there was chicken sitting in the sun for an hour. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm sure that people call and say, Hey, you didn't notify me properly. So I think his training or her training or no, it was a him. Cause he called and left you a voicemail, um, was probably, Hey, make sure the customer yeah. knows that you dropped up their food. The dude left a voicemail and I, I, I thought about playing it, but I'm not going to call him out because. Because it's your problem, not his problem. All got, you did was put a sign on the door that said, don't ring the bell. You gave no context. You I said, said no. please don't ring the bell. Right. And it could be, hey, please don't ring the bell because it, it has a faulty electric system and it's going to shock you if you think whatever it is. It's common sense. If you don't ring the bell, it's also don't make noise at the door. I don't think so. I and think the dude left a message. Where he's like, hey, man, I just dropped your food off at, at your door. I hope that's the right thing to do. There was a sign that says, don't ring bells. So I knocked a few times. But anyways, it's there. I hope you get it. All right, bye. I think that was so nice. I actually think he went above and beyond by calling you to let you know that something happened that was different. I think you're being, you know, not cool about this. Next time you need to leave a sign on the door like I do. That, And I would like to say we generally do not stop the dogs from barking when Ellie is napping. Like we don't have a quiet house rule because she needs to learn how to sleep through that stuff. But if it's been a rough day or whatever, or the dogs are being particularly on guard, sometimes we'll put a thing no, I, I didn't put it because she was napping. I put it because we were recording. And you don't want the dogs to go. And, I didn't, and I didn't want the dogs to interrupt the recording. Right. So what I say is, um, I say sleeping baby plus loud dogs, please don't ring or knock like, and leave the deliveries on the porch. Thank you for delivering to our house. That's what I say. So, well, sorry, I didn't have a moment to draft the declaration of delivery independence. No, you know, I don't think it's having a moment. I think I'm well seasoned mm. at delivery <laughs> That's <what I> mean <laughs> because we order so many things delivery these days. I just feel like, you know, I feel like a pro. I want to try to give some advice to people who are in 
jobs that aren't serving their growth. This is not me like giving a life lesson, you know, about getting fired or whatever, any of that. This is something that popped into my mind when I was thinking about that. Mm -hmm. This is advice that I've given people. Are we still going to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to give this first because I think this is, this is a mind set change, like a mind shift that, that can help you cope if you are in a job that is not making you a better person, but that you cannot leave for whatever reason, mm -hmm. could be financial, could be benefits, could be you're three years away from, you know. Could be you work in a family business. Yeah. Anything like that. Yeah. So here's the deal because I've been in that situation and this is what I switched in my mind to make the job that I was in that was no longer contributing to my growth to make me feel like it was contributing to my growth, mm -hmm. right? So can you be a little more specific about what that would like what that It was when when I was working at it uh, the first radio station I worked at in Atlanta. I worked at there for 15 years. And maybe about 12 years in, like I just had this realization that I was a sidekick on the show. I was the executive producer, but that those reins had been handed off to, to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I was getting paid really well and I was having a great time, but I just wasn't, there was no growth. There, right. was, there was no personal professional growth and there wasn't going to be any. No, it was never going to be your show. Yeah. So, and it's not even about my show. I, it didn't have to be well, my show. Well, I know, show. but you were at the top of where you could be. I, like, I had risen as far right. up as I could. And I had been there in that top position for a couple of years. And here's what I did. At some point, I shifted my mindset from I work for this job, I work for this company and I pour my heart and soul into this job and I do this job passionately to I, for 10 years, poured my heart and soul into this job and work for this job passionately and I have made a great living from that. But now it is time for this job to work for me. Mm -hmm. So I went from me working for the job to the job working for me. So then I shifted it to the salary I earn from this job is the permission I have or the ability that I have to pursue the growth that I need to become better and more talented. So I went from me working for the job to the job working for me. So the job just became what I went in in the morning and I did and I did my job and I did it well and I continued to do it well. But the money that I earned allowed me to pursue things like stand-up comedy, for example, mm -hmm. and other things. And that mindset shift, I think, saved me because... I was no longer, all of a sudden, I was no longer dreading going into work. And I hate to use that word because I never really dreaded it. 
but I was no longer like- Fulfilled, excited. Yeah, I was no longer excited to, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I have this job, which allows me and affords me the opportunity to pursue other things while I'm still working mm -hmm. this job. Now, there might be situations where this is not gonna apply and it's not gonna work for you. Like if you're trapped in a situation where they're making you work 60 hours a week or whatever, you might not have the, the minutes. But I think the natural flow, I think a majority of people, I don't even think it's that you have to be in like at the end of a job situation for this to mean something, because I think we all walk into jobs thinking I'm so lucky to have this job. Yes. I'm so lucky to work at this company with that. And really what that's doing is because yes, you can be, I love where I work. I love the benefits. I love, you know, I, I love going in the building. I think it's neat. I love, I actually do love my hours because it affords me time to do other things like this. But I, and I've had that mentality for so long and it's only been recently that not that I think that my job works for, for me, but since, you know, I went on maternity leave and I came back, I needed to, for myself, identify what the job does for me. And I was able to define that. And the truth is with my job, it gives me something emotionally that I don't get other places because of the people I work with. And they challenge me on a personal level so much every day that that is the job working for me. And you know what I mean? Yes. And it's, it is also what you said at the beginning of that is so, was so crystal clear. You, everybody feels lucky to have a job. What happens if you wake up tomorrow and your first thought is, man, my job is lucky that I'm going in today? Well, and I don't even know if it's like that, but I want to put in perspective some, something that somebody- But why couldn't it be like that? Like, why couldn't for, why couldn't at least one day a week, every Monday, what if your first thought I'm is- I'm really good at my job and I contribute a lot. No, my job is lucky to have me. Not I contribute a lot. You're not filling out your annual review. That job is lucky to have you. That business wouldn't be as successful without you. That well-oiled machine would not be as oiled without you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got me there. Like you're dumbing it down to I the dumbing it down to the corporate. Mm -hmm. Hey, fill out this, and we'll see if we can give you a two percent raise at the end of the year. Yeah. That's not what this is about. This is about you recognizing that you've been at that job for five years, 10 years. You've been at that job longer than your boss. You can do your boss's job better than your boss can. Mm -hmm. And you do more days than you don't. But nobody recognizes it in your paycheck or in your job title. Yeah. So you recognize it. Give yourself that credit and say, my job is lucky to have me. We water down in general. We walk into our jobs feeling, wow, I'm so lucky I got this job instead of saying, wow, I've worked really hard for this job and I deserve to be here. And I think this is a lesson that I'm learning right now going through our company just in the past couple of weeks that we've been talking about it on the show. Two weeks ago, we... I mentioned, or maybe it was it last week that I said, I feel like I always defer to you and I'm afraid to make decisions because I feel unqualified. My uh, person in my life sent me an email 
um, following that and said, I just want to remind you that the brand is Callie and Jeff and that is half you. Yeah. And I have been telling myself kind of that on, on repeat over and over and over and don't get complacent with thinking, oh, I'm so lucky to have this job and lose sight of the fact that you're talented, you're smart, your ideas contribute to the company and that you make a difference every single day when you walk through that door. And I think what you'll find beyond other things, like when you're renegotiating your salary or asking for a bonus, that'll give you the extra confidence. But I think it'll also help you in your self-growth because you will no longer be afraid and be insecure about your ideas and hold them back. You know, what do you have to lose by saying your great ideas or saying what you think, especially if if you know that your work is paying you to be there and they're lucky to have you. So they need your ideas. Yes. And there's a reason that they've been paying you for three years, five years, 10 years. Like you're allowed to get a great job and, and, and say, oh my gosh, so many people want this job and I got it. I'm so lucky. You're allowed to do that for the first year, maybe the first two. Mm-hmm. But once you get some tenure under your belt, then you got to start saying that job is lucky to have me. Not only do I deserve to be here, but that job is lucky to have me. I'm into it. I used to go shopping online. And when I would get to the checkout page, if I was feeling up to it, I would Google search promo codes to try to save a few dollars off my purchase. And sometimes it worked. A lot of times I would find codes and plug them in and they wouldn't work. And then I would have to go try to find another one. And it ended up being a huge time consuming pain in the butt. Well, guess what? I found something to make that even easier. It's called Honey. Honey supports over 30,000 online stores, everything from electronics and tech and gaming products to fashion, even, I didn't even know this, even food delivery. So here's how it works. You go shopping on your favorite site, and then you click apply coupons on the Honey button that'll drop down after you install it. They will go search online and they will find coupons to apply to your purchase. If there's a valid one, it plugs it in automatically and you get to keep the money. I saved $18 recently on some electronics that I was buying. I've saved money on clothes. I've saved money on shoes. And now I guess I can save money on food delivery. Honey is a game changer. My question is, why wouldn't you install it today? If you don't already have Honey, you could be missing out on free savings. It's free. It installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you're going to be putting money in your pocket. You're going to be doing your bank account a huge favor. And of course, you're also going to be supporting this podcast. I'm not going to recommend something to you that I haven't used myself. I'm a Honey fan. You'll be a Honey fan too. Go to joinhoney.com slash upside. That's joinhoney.com slash upside and install Honey today. We love ButcherBox and summer for us is all about grilling out. Jeff loves to master the grill and I love to like sit next to him. And now we've got Ellie and summer grilling is just our thing, right? Nothing kills the summer mood (laughs) like somebody in the family saying, hey, let's grill out tonight. And then somebody else saying, I got to go to the grocery store and then they may or may not have what you want. They probably don't have the high quality that you want. It can be really hard to find, right? Well, ButcherBox delivers our meat right to our door and it can be a subscription and it can curate things for you. 
or they can ship you your choice of grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, or wild-caught salmon. And we like steak a lot, so we always order our steaks from ButcherBox. We also keep a ton of ground beef in our freezer because it is always nice to have that on hand for burgers. And we know it's high quality. We know that we're going to love the taste. There's no guessing game here. And we don't have to go to the store, which is the best part. For a limited time, I love this. Listen up. This is awesome. ButcherBox is offering new members a free barbecue bundle in their first box. That's going to be two New York strip steaks, six burgers, and five pounds of drumsticks all for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash upside. That's butcherbox.com slash upside to get a free barbecue bundle in your first box. Everybody's trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors that you will love without all the bad stuff. Here's the deal. Magic Spoon has got a super delicious new flavor called birthday cake. They've also got cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon, all waiting for you if you're trying to be a healthy grown-up adult, but you miss this delicious childhood cereals. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free, and only has 140 calories a serving. You can get a birthday cake special five-pack for a limited time only, or build your own custom box today. Go to magicspoon.com upside and grab the new limited edition birthday cake, or a custom bundle of cereal to try today. And be sure to use our promo code UPSIDE when you check out to save $5 off your order. This offer is good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use the code UPSIDE at checkout. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside to save $5. Thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Today's quote of the day is, work hard in silence. Let your success be your noise. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Are you going to Brown and Company today for... I am going a to photo Brown and shoot Company for the promotion. It's not a photo shoot. What oh. I'm going to do is go in and I'm going to create my list, uh, my wish list, because that's what we're doing. If you go in and create a wish list, they're going to enter your name in to win an initial necklace. And I got to tell you, I, since I've been working with Brown and Company and Jeff will back me up on this because he is a customer of theirs as well. I was so intimidated by jewelry stores and being so overwhelmed by budgets. And you don't have to go in there with two, three, four thousand dollars to, you know, buy something nice and you have to have $0 to go in and, and make a wish list of things that, that you like. And it's almost like a vision board. You, should you know call, what I mean? Like you should call it a, a manifestation list. Yes. Okay. So go sign up for a manifestation list at, in person in Atlanta at either of the two Brown and company locations. That would be Buckhead or Roswell. Uh, here is my first random thing. The uncluttered brain can be cured by tidying up the, I'm sorry, the cluttered brain can be cured by uncluttering the area that you're working in. And I knew I, this. You are here for this. I 
Jeff cannot start a work day until his desk is clutter free. Yes. And I even for the past few weeks while I've been sick, I haven't been able to like clean the kitchen to my standard. And that's the only. Uh, hello. Y- you do a pretty good job. I'm sorry. I'm only cleaning up and keeping a tiny human alive I'm and feeding the dogs and did, getting up for work at 2 a.m. I Did I say anything? I just said you do a pretty good job. I have a routine, a whole thing that gets the entire kitchen cleaned and set up for the day. The dogs get fed, dishwasher's empty, all of that. And it just helps me put me in the right mindset. You like a routine. Yes. And I like a routine that involves uncluttering things. Well, science has now shown- That's the guy that bought three mystery boxes. That's true. Uh, there's plenty of science behind the idea. Our brains can process information more clearly and efficiently in an organized space. Uh, if you want to have a more secure online experience, ditch your passwords for pass phrases. So instead of just coming up with a word like banana exclamation point, God for, instead come up with a line from a song, uh, a line, two lines from a favorite poem. You know what's crazy about that? Or four random words. Have you noticed on Apple, if you have an iPhone, they have like a security and passwords thing, which is super helpful. Except that it tells you when you have repeat passwords, like you get a big yellow triangle with a black exclamation point in it. Yeah. And I feel like that's very judgy because I cannot remember that many passwords. Tell you, do you really have more than 10 passwords for everything in your life? Yes. Do you really? Mm-hmm. How do you remember all of them? I can't tell you. Actually, no. I know exactly how you remember all of them because at least once a week I get an email from Jeff saying, hey, you're about to get a text code for this. I have to reset the password. That, that okay, no. But sometimes that happens. Um, but that's just me upgrading passwords. But I have every single online account I have has a different password. That's impressive. Thanks. Um, so shorter passwords are easier to hack, even if they're just random characters like, or characters whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, a combination of four words with a random punctuation symbol in the middle is uh, much more difficult. That's from a cybersecurity nonprofit organization. And then finally, my third random thing, the Scots over in Scotland have a word for that panicky feeling you get when you can't remember someone's name. It's called Tartle. That's a great word. T-A-R-T-L-E. So next time somebody comes up to you. It gave me a Tartle? Yeah. Hey, buddy. That's a Tartle right there. And those are my three random things. We are really excited to tell you that we have produced the new Moms on Call podcast and it launches next week. And we are super, super, super excited about this. Moms on Call, if you don't know, are best-selling authors. They have books about bringing babies home all the way up to, what, age four, Mm -hmm. toddlerhood. And they 
have great advice about getting your baby to sleep through the night and practical advice about, you know, feeding and swaddling and diaper changes and all that other stuff. But they're pretty buttoned up in their books. Yeah, they're very professional and they are called the moms on call because they were the nurses answering the overnight lines and stuff like that. The hotlines at at pediatric office. And they also have like eight kids between them. So they have a myriad of experience and they're pretty like professional, like Jeff was saying, but this is them a little more unfiltered, super real. They've got amazing stories, awesome advice. They're really encouraging. And if you are a mom's on call family, this is definitely a side of them that you have never seen before. And if you are planning on having kids or the topic of kids interests you, uh, maybe you're a teacher. I don't know. This is going to be a great podcast. Or, or a gonna, mom or a parent. That's what I said. In addition oh. to that. Oh, got it. Um, Not just, you know, young parents, but, you know. Yeah. Anybody, grandparents too, whatever. It'll, it's a great show. We can't wait for you to hear it. It launches next week and we're so proud of it. Um, how do you feel, Jeff, about this Moms on Call podcast? <laughs> I'm excited. It's um, it's definitely been a labor of love over the past few months, um, giving birth to this at the same time, giving birth to an Ellie, <laughs> raising this at the same time we were raising an, uh, an Ellie. But um, I'm excited to have it hit the hit the podcast world next week. We'll give you all the details um, next week because we would love it if you would at least go check out the first couple episodes and give us your feedback and stuff. So we'll tell you how you can do that next week when it comes out. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Please visit callieandjeff.com to find lots more upside content and subscribe to Callie and Jeff's weekly email, The Pick Me Up. So you're listening to this on Wednesday, most likely. Um, If you're listening to it on the day of release, you're listening on Wednesday, May 12th. We're recording this late in the afternoon on Tuesday, May 11th. I didn't sleep hardly. I mean, I went to bed at 10, woke up at 2.30 and just couldn't fall back asleep. Yeah. I have been nervous all day about not being able to sleep tonight. Now, did you not sleep? Did you take a sleep aid? I did not take anything. So I think that Jeff used to take Ambien. Then he kind of cut out the Ambien and he was taking some, what was it? Was it melatonin that you were taking? Yeah. Yeah, I think you need to do that because your body was used to that before and I think you need a little shove into sleep. I just, well, I don't like taking the Ambien. I used the Ambien when I was getting up at, you know. My hours, yeah. Yeah, crazy early in the morning. Um, And then, yeah, I just cut everything out when when I wasn't feeling well. And so I haven't taken, like. But you're not on on meds anymore or no. antibiotics or NyQuil or any of that stuff. So I think you go for the melatonin and feel guilt-free about it because I really think you need a good night's sleep. And I think that, you know, you're like 98% better and sleep is like vital to being healthy, so. I think that's why I'm so nervous is because if I don't have a good night's sleep, like I'm so close to being 100%. If I don't have a good night's sleep, I know I'm not gonna get there. Yeah, well, so I think melatonin that's what- is your friend. 
Hey guys, it's Robin. I had to pause today's episode. Y'all are talking about the Belgian Malinois, and I have one, and it is the best dog ever. They have a lot of energy, and that's probably why people may be having problems with them, but she, like everybody that meets her, wants her, and I wish I could clone her because now she's 10 years old, and it's sad because we don't know how many more years we have left with her, but she truly is the best dog I have ever had and we have three dogs but like she's smart she can walk you can take her off leash we don't worry about her getting into other dogs like she's just such a great fantastic dog so I would take another Belgian Malinois in a heartbeat Um, I actually prefer that over the German Shepherd and we have one of those too so just wanted to let you know they are fantastic dogs love the show Bye. This is going to sound a little crazy, but I am now the proud owner of six pair of Rothy's shoes. And that's because one, they are super duper comfortable. There is no break in period. And I'm on my feet all the time at work. So I want to be cute, but I also want to be super comfortable. And Rothy's allows me to do that. Okay. So they were cute really cute. My personal favorite is the sneaker style because it looks kind of casual, but the designs are still really sleek and beautiful. And these are a celebrity favorite, right? Their best-selling shoe, the Point in Black, has over 5,000 near-perfect reviews. And it is no surprise why. You are going to love Rothy's. Make sure if you are not a Rothy's customer to go check these out. The time is now. You will never look back. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash upside today. Hey, Callie. I'm listening to the podcast today, May 6th, and your title is Director of Operations. So he is Creative Director, and you're the Director of Operations. You take care of all the details. You are the director of operations, girl. That is your title. Go get them. Hey guys, you're talking about Callie. Um, your dad's not sure what he wants to be called. Funny story. My dad, when his first grandchild was born, I think he was probably just calling himself grandpa. I really don't know. But my niece, who is the first grandchild, named him Pop Pop um, when she started to talk. She called him Pop Pop. So he got his name from her, and he's still pop-pop. I don't know if that's going to help or not. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, this is Amy. I'm a longtime listener here in Georgia, and I was calling in about the um, name for Grandpa that Ellie will end up calling him. And I thought it was kind of cute because um, when my son was born, we always referred to my mother as Mama. And um, one day, as we pulled up into her house to go for a visit, he just screamed out to the top of his lungs, Mamu. And we had no idea that that's what she would be called. But here for 18 years now, she is now known as Mamu and forever will be. Anyway, so all that is to say is Ellie may just end up choosing the name herself. Have a good one. Hi, Callie and Jeff. It's Laura in Northern Kentucky. Uh, longtime fan. Love you guys. Love everything you do. I just wanted to call in response to the um, your dad and wanting to change his grandpa name to share our experience and tell Greg to um, tread carefully. My dad also wasn't ready to be called grandpa. So with my niece, who was his first grandchild, 
he decided he was going to be grand dude. Well, when she was, you know, started talking, she changed that herself, as kids often do, to doo-dude. Well, that has stuck. So now to all the grandkids, he is doo-dude. However, most people hear that and think that he is being called doo-doo, as in poop, because that's what it sounds like when the kids say it. So just tell Greg to keep that in mind when he's choosing his grandpa name. If it's something that can be shortened by the children to sound like poop, he might consider something else. Have a great day. Love you guys. Bye. Life is short. We spend so much time sweating the small stuff, worrying, wishing, wanting, waiting for something bigger instead of focusing on the simple blessings that surround us every day. Life is so fragile, and it takes a single moment to change everything you take for granted. Focus on what's important and be grateful.